I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is. Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric at home of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. I got you. Can you hear me? I can. I can. Awesome. All right, great. Well, it took a little bit to get you, but uh, I'm glad <laughs> I can. Thanks for doing this with us. Yeah, no, no doubt, man. Thanks for having me. So I was uh, excited to have you on. I was thinking about the uh, – we've been, as football fans, studying this 34 defense for almost a decade now. Uh, and so before we got into the players, I thought maybe uh, you could help us figure out what the main differences are uh, between the two defenses. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you want me to go into that right now? Sure. All right. So um, – Three, four, obviously, uh, you have four linebackers. You, uh, Will and your Sam, who are your outside linebackers, who are primarily pass rushers. Your, um, your Mike and your Will back in, well, your Mike and your, some people call him a rover. They got other names for him. Inside linebackers are responsible for your inside gap integrity. Um, and they play primarily off of, the play of the three down linemen inside. Um, so you got a nose tackle who lines up right over the ball, right over the center. Um, and then you got two five techniques at defensive end. And they call five techniques because they're in the five, what we call the five shade of the uh, the tackle and, just and the guard. The, the, just so the listeners know that the, you're referring to the a lot of times the gaps between the offensive linemen are numbered yep. starting from the center heading to the tackle yes sir and if you go from the center to the left tackle then those are even numbers or most of the time even and then if you're going to the left uh, of the to the right of the center then they're most of the time odd numbers for the defense but just to keep everything the same we both call we put in a five technique um, and so your nose tackle primarily is the guy who starts, um, who initiates the gap assignments on the defense. So, for instance, um, if I'm playing behind the nose tackle at linebacker, if the play is to my right and he takes the play side A gap, then the backside A gap becomes my responsibility. Um, and you're just basically playing off him. He has free range on each. So any misstep, you could get reached by a guard or a tackle. Um, so it's a little bit harder on the inside linebackers to play run is what I'm getting at. The good thing about a 3-4 defense is you're always sending four rushers, most of the time five. Um, and it's it's a, it does a better job of getting guys standing up and off the edge, and it plays to, to those strengths of those guys. Um, so if you don't have a good pass rush in a 3-4, you're probably – um, on defense, it does change the gap assignments for the for the safeties too, because they then play off the linebackers. And if you misread as a linebacker, then that could be you know if you misread your defense your nose tackle, then that could be a big game because the safety doesn't know where to fit in. Uh, if you switch over to a four three, most of the time you got uh, two defensive ends who are um, nine techniques, and then you have a uh, and you have a three technique 
the one technique is going to be defensive tackle closest to the uh, the center. Um, the three technique will be um, between the guard and the center, um, or on the on the outside shoulder of this of the guard. Um, so, and that can change between sets and and obviously you have three down. Well, you have four down linemen. You have three linebackers. So then it changes the number of how many linebackers you got. Three, four. We kept four inside linebackers and we kept four outside linebackers. But with this switch to the four three, Washington has to now keep six inside linebackers or six linebackers, and then you know eight, maybe nine defensive linemen, however they feel. So it does change your numbers a little bit. And what you guys make the team? Um, who's your starter? Um, in the three four. Your your outside linebackers tend to be bigger. Pass four three. You only one of your linebackers is the bigger linebacker, and you want him as the Sam because he's going to take on a lot of blocks. He's going to be the guy coming down over the tight end uh, to set the edge um, in certain over and, and under front. So he's going to be making one making the adjustments in the four three. Your middle linebacker is your fastest guy or your most instinctive guy because he's going to have to make a lot of reads and get over the top primarily on plays and stuff. And then your weak outside linebacker um, is your fast, your speedy guy who who's patient and a sure tackler. So that'll give you just knowing that'll give you a kind of um, um, thought process as to what it'll give you some kind of insight as to what kind of linebackers the, the you know Washington is looking for, and who's going to make the team. All right. Well, let's get into that then. So let's start up front with the big guys. I saw the other day when I was going through to relook at the lineups that they had Chase Young listed at outside linebacker, but there's no way he plays linebacker here, right? No, no way. Right. Uh, so let's start on the end. You th- uh, you guess the two starting ends will be Sweat. And Young, or do you think the season will start out with Sweat and Kerrigan with Young coming in situationally? Uh, I honestly think it'll uh, Young and Kerrigan. Um, I think Sweat will be the situational rusher. Um, when, you, okay. when you look at it, of course, you want your two speedy young guys coming off the edge. But uh, Kerrigan and Ron Rivera – He's he's a Ron Rivera type of guy, if that makes sense. He's a culture setter. He's a leader on defense. I don't. I can't see a situation with him coming off the bench. Um, it's it's just, why he's still there, right? Because reports where they had interest from out, you know, the, for trade packages for him. Yeah, and I and I thought when the Redskins were first linked to Chase Young, I thought that that was the exit. It would be an exit for Ryan Kerrigan, but right. again, his character. And his locker room presence uh, uh, are the reasons that I, I think Ron decided to keep him. No doubt. Uh, who comes off the bench? We've got three defensive tackles all worthy of starting. To me, but for me, um, you can't go wrong with either combination. But I would say that Matt Ioannidis would probably be my pick. My, In my opinion, it would be my pick to come off the bench. Um just because Jonathan Allen's pass rush, uh, and, well, his speed is a little bit more than than, than um, Ioannidis. And you can't take pain off the field at that one technique. Yeah. He's such a disruptive force. Uh, 
the linebackers. He's going to help the defensive ends just from the amount of penetration that he gets up the middle and having making quarterbacks I, step around. Am I crazy to think that in this defense, Deron Payne can have a Warren Sapp type season? I, it is not. You're not crazy to believe it. Is that the speed? Fair comp? Yeah. Am I crazy there? Say that again. <laughs> Am I crazy? That's a fair comp there, right? Yeah, yeah. That is that's a very fair assessment. Um, with his speed, and not only that, now you have legit speed coming off the edge. Next to fear, a lot of a lot of quarterbacks are going to step up right into Deron Payne, and it's not crazy to think that he could have a double digit sack season. It's not. Uh, he excites me. The uh, if. If uh, the Bosa brother came in for San Francisco last year and got nine sacks, let's put the over under at ten then for Chase Young. I would I, I would agree with that. You take the over I'm, or the under. I, I'm taking. I would take the over. Like if Bosa came in with nine, then you got to think Chase and people, every everybody around the situation and around Ohio State program said that and Bosa uh, athletically and. But and motor wise, so it's not crazy to think that that Chase could come in and and get ten. So I'm taking over. Let's switch to linebackers. Jonathan Allen is on the record saying that Ryan Anderson will have the biggest turnaround of any player on the defense. Well, he got to lose weight first. That, do you think he feels that way because the new defense will be better suited to what it is that he does? Where does he shift to in your mind in that 43 linebacker spot? Well, that's the funny thing. He And to me, he automatically in my mind, he shifts to say I'm linebacker. A, because he's used to Canadians. So as because coming, coming from being a pass rusher. So I would say he, he shifts to that same spot. He would play better if he lost 10 to 15. Just lighten up a little bit. I don't think his strength will go anywhere, and his speed—excuse me—his speed will increase. So, um, and and then let's just think about it. This is an Alabama guy trying to pump up another Alabama guy who who hasn't had the, sure, the sure. Uh, a second round. That's right. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, but uh, he had come on a bit last yeah, year. Yeah, he right? came on. He came on last year. Um, I think he started to kind of figure it out. He probably, he could be one of those late bloomers, but uh, I can see a situation in those nickel and dime packages where he could be a situational rusher. Being a lifelong UGA fan, I'm always rooting for Thomas Davis. There's a great chance he actually starts on this team next year where this is a help Ron build the culture. He's guy. a help Ron build the culture guy. I can't see a situation where he doesn't start, though. Uh, just just to give the guys, a, young guys, an example of what Ron wants on the field. Um, he was still productive last year. He did miss a lot of tackles, but I thought he made a lot of plays too. I think he, I think, I think he led that team in snaps yeah. last year. If you go, yeah, and I, I, Ron giving him a farewell tour. If I'm being honest, um, and he plays well with the mic here. He plays well here. He plays well here. Um, yeah. I think if I'm if I'm if it's me, Ruben Foster is definitely in the mix. Um, you got to see what you got in this guy. Uh, he obviously coming off. If it, he's healthy, yeah. he plays if middle. If he's healthy, he plays middle. If he's healthy, he plays right. middle. Um, I would 
you know, I would put Thomas Davis at, as possibly a Sam, possibly a Sam linebacker. And he's, he is used to dealing with tight ends. He's not as strong or doesn't have the strength that I would really like there. But it's hard for me to keep Cole Holcomb off the field. I like what I see out of the guys. Tell the, tell the, the explain to us real quick again what the difference between the will and the and the. Well, uh, the Sam is a guy who, like for instance, if you have a two tight end set and need extra force, so most of the times we would shift the Sam linebacker down to right over the tight end, like right outside shoulder of the tight end side that we want to regain leverage to. Um, so he would be dealing with tight ends, um, in which I think he could defeat those blocks. Sometimes in certain situations, it could be a tackle that 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 Sam linebacker moves in, moves down over um, or outside of. Sorry. Difference between the two is the wheel, and the wheel isn't your strongest linebacker. Um, he's more of a, a fast cover guy um, who has discipline and can play the backside. Uh, uh, a gap and just wait for the cutback. Um, so he that's that's the difference between the two. But uh, like I was saying, it's just hard for me to keep Cole Holcomb off the field. I like what I saw out of him last year. Uh, fans were down on him. At the, he was young, uh, but he started to really come on. He he stopped looking lost in coverage. He he started to make more plays. So I'm excited to see what what we get out of him. It's going to be hard to keep him off the field. And you and you have him. I have slotted him slotted in, in at the wheel. So Thomas Davis at the Sam. I put Reuben, if healthy, at the Mike, and then I would um, I would put Cole Holcomb as my wheel linebacker. But again, stick who could play the Mike if uh, if Reuben Foster isn't healthy. So that's an interesting mix. Am I the am I the only one that likes Sean Dion Hamilton more than Cole? Well, Holcomb? well I. No, you're not alone. I know a lot of people that do, but but in my opinion, Sean is not as fleet of foot in coverage. Um, He is, to his credit, a sure tackler. So if that's what you want out of your wheel linebackers, that's one of the descriptors for that position. So it's not crazy to think that he could fit there or or for him to be slotted there. He could he could probably win the job, but Cole is going to be a better coverage guy. Another guy I was super high on. Maybe have thoughts on the why he never was able to get more run. Uh, but um, Josh Harvey Clemens opted out this year, which I, I get. But I was surprised he never was able to make a bigger impact on the field. I just thought he looked lost at times on the field. Um, I think he lacked. He really lacked the upper body strength to contend in that middle. Um, so he just he just kind of looked lost to me most of the time. Um, he made he made his share of plays, think, but I was I was I thought for sure that he would be a good conversion guy, but he didn't turn. I did, I did. Too. You think that was on him or the coaching staff's inability? Well, to find it, listen, we've seen we've mediocre talent. I would well, I wouldn't call it mediocre mediocre by NFL standards talent be uh, be coached by the right person in the, co- in, the co- in the right scheme and turn into superstars. So I've always got to put it on the coaching staff to put guys in position to make plays and be playmakers. And if those guys don't make plays in those situations, then Nick turns back around to the players. 
What happens to John Bostic? He's the man that everybody forgets, but he had a heck of a year last year, right? Yeah, um, I, I tease him about his stance because he really be sitting low, um, <laughs> sitting low in his linebacker stance. But, but no, I thought John was a good pickup last year for them. Um, he was really sure tackler. I thought he started to get more comfortable in the defense, and that's why I said if Reuben Foster isn't isn't healthy or isn't ready to go week one, then I I have all faith in John to step into that position and and be a leader. I think he's he's one of those really vocal guys that is easy to follow. That are, that's easy to follow if you're a teammate. So yeah, uh, I think he'll step back in and, and do what he has to do. But just going off a talent perspective, that was a- I would put Foster ahead of him. But if we're talking about Bostic was. Bostic was a Florida guy. Right? Uh, I believe so. I believe so. I was big on, I was big on him coming out. He started yeah, out with he the did. Bears, I think, maybe. He was pretty nice. Um, uh, I, I was curious, which I'll get back to the lineup, but uh, when I brought up, uh, not Holcomb, but um, the guys that are opting out, just uh, quickly, what are your thoughts on that uh, as a former player had serious concerns about pressing on? or um, I would, but here's another thing to take into account. We don't know guys' financial situation. Um, I know were loose with money and just, you know, they needed to play. If they didn't have those game checks, they would be out of money. So you got to factor that in, but just given the policies, I mean, I think I saw this morning that that uh, that the Saints created their own bubble type situation. Um, so when you think about teams doing that and kind of modeling themselves after the NBA and what they've done, what they've done, um, I think it, it to go ahead and press with the situation with the uh, with the season. Um, but then again, you got guys who have family members around them who are highly susceptible to this, to this virus. So um, you got to take those things into account. And a lot of players, a lot of people value family over everything else. So you can't be mad either way. You know, uh, one thing that I, one thing that I do believe though, I do believe that this country needs football this year. Um, I don't know how, how I'm not inside of, you know, the negotiations on how to make it safe or anything like that, but, I would encourage them to people to the people in charge to make it happen because this country really needs that right now going through what we've been through in 2020. And, um, yeah. And if there's no football play, we might be seeing more riots and all kind of stuff going on. So. I, I think you're right. And, and, and to your point, I had mentioned that the other day, I think that bubble system is the only way to go. And you can see, they haven't had it with the NBA guys mm-hmm. are doing it right. They haven't had a yeah. test yet. And other than the couple of knuckleheads in baseball, even they have been, you know, as long as they all got cleared and are doing right, it seems to be all right, except for a couple of <laughs> Yeah, I saw that. Okay. Uh, back to the lineup. Um, they uh, Apparently they'll keep Fuller outside and then move him back to the slot on nickel downs. Uh, I was trying to think the other day of a team that's doing something like that. I know they've got guys that start on the outside and travel, but I'm having a hard time of thinking of guys that that play outside in inside the way they're talking about using Fuller. Is that um, unique? 
Yeah, I, I, yeah, I believe it is unique just from a standpoint of we've seen guys play slot like uh, Matthew who plays safety and slot. Um, we've seen that. Um, I don't think we've seen a corner go inside and outside, like just constantly, you know, rotating. Uh, I think that's something special to in, in itself. And if Jack Del Rio can make this happen and make this a success, I think we'll start seeing more teams kind of copy that style of that style of play. I, my, I, my, I myself have never seen it done. Um, players like consistency. I know as a consistency, if I'm always taking the running back when he motions out, I'm always taking the running back when he motions out. It's when I have to continually think, is he, is it me, is it, am I here? Or where, like, that's what slows you down as a player. And uh, you can't really play uh, up to your full potential. So um, just some kind of consistency, maybe um, depending on the team that you play, you put them in the slot, um, you know, you rotate them, rotating them in um, or, or your nickel or whatever the case may be. Um, but I think, that they do have enough depth at that position. Um, I have faith in – I think Ronald Darby's going to have a great year, if I'm being honest. If he can stay healthy, I have all the faith in him to be a good outside corner. Jimmy Moreland is starting to turn the corner. I feel like um, he's growing. Uh, so, if you just wanted to leave Kendall as a slot, I, know, but I don't think anybody would be mad um, just given that many people want him on the field all the time, obviously. But um, I – the, no, the notion that you pay him a lot of money and he's got to play outside uh, seems antiquated to me, to your point. If he's the best slot corner put him in the, the league, slot. <laughs> let's let him play yep. slot corner, right? Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, Ronald Darby, tell us I just, some more. I like his game. I, I think he's a ball hawk. I mean, obviously he had his, he's had some mistakes in his downfall, uh, some downfalls. If if. Yeah, he's got a hard if, time staying yeah. on the field, if right? He's been stay injured healthy, a bunch. Man, this guy, this guy's a game changer, and I like the deal that they brought him in on. This is a one year. You prove it. Put it up and shut up. Um, yeah. And and you prove it, you get paid. You don't. I mean, we we have nothing to lose in this situation. It's kind of similar to uh, the Reuben Foster situation. Like people are down on Reuben Foster, but I'm like, we didn't pay anything for him, really. You know, so. We haven't had a line, a middle linebacker with that kind of skill since yep. London Fletcher. Yep. So, uh, okay. So, uh, yeah, I so Darby is one of those guys. He's going to be hit or miss. Um, I don't. I've. And, and am I am I wrong? No, to, sorry, not to cut you off. Am I wrong on Fabian Moreau? That's another guy. I feel like I'm higher I on him you than are. everybody else. I think you are. He was in the slot, okay. right? He he was not supposed to be playing slot. Yeah, he should have been there. The right? outside yes, playing press. That's the speed to to run with most guys in this league. Um, I think he's an outside corner. I think he's a press corner. And I don't know. You know, his play in in Mineski's defense is just in and all in other defenses. Like it just wasn't to me. It wasn't up to par um, with what you would want. I mean, there was no consistency from him. You didn't know what you were going to get one week to the next. Um, but I thought it. You know, Defense played to Josh Norman's uh, type, player type, if that makes sense. It played to make Josh Norman comfortable early in that defense. So um, that that defense was yeah. specifically made for Josh. But given that Jack, you know, I have I have faith that JDR is going going to figure this thing out. And then 
we saw the DB's coach come out and say, we're going to play a lot more uh, press, uh, a lot more. We're going to be up in, in receivers' face, which obviously would give the pass rush time to get home, hit home too. So I think uh, the DB's group's success is going to be hinged directly on if they can get in their face and how quickly that pass rush can get there because we've all seen uh, a good pass rush make a mediocre secondary look great. That's right. Uh, I, I saw that interview or uh, Zoom conference that they did the other day. Uh, and to your point, he mentioned that they refer to themselves as DBs. The, the new mantra for the Washington football team apparently is be multiple because I've heard multiple position groups. I think the D-line coach said they're going to have D-tackles mm-hmm. lining up at end and end at D-tackle. And same thing with the back end. They want guys to be able to – to move all over the place. And I suppose that you do that in today's NFL because of the substitution yeah. rules, right? On top of – it just makes the offenses think that much more. I mean, when you see landing down in the box, you, you, you pretty much know what's going on or you know the coverage or, you know, I, I think it just makes – it makes defenses – makes offenses think that much that much harder about what – you're going to do and what they're trying to get done, and which too much thinking on the football field to me is what slows you down. But uh, I've also heard that some, some uh, sub package corner, I mean, not corner, but a uh, linebacker, he could, you know, be one of those box linebackers as far as um, just some substitutions. I mean, so you just don't, you, you just don't know what they're going to do. It's hard for me to even get a beat on what they're going to do. Having, somebody on the inside and it's just it's uh I think the more things you can do on the on the on defense the more you can confuse the offense and it'll you'll have a lot of success what chance does Troy Apke have of being getting significant it depends on it depends on Sean Davis because I honestly I honestly not the not the other way around. Yeah, it depends on Sean Davis. <laughs> so, okay. yep. All right. so if Sean, if, if Sean, because they're hyping him up from this standpoint, like from that, I don't know what's going on. I, I never really watched him play much. I did watch some little highlight tape that he had on on YouTube from when he was with the Steelers, and yep. he can't tackle to save his life um, in certain situations unless it's a knockout shot or something like that. Um, so I just, I want to know what they're going to do with him and then it'll be easier for me to figure out, uh, Apke's, um, input or is he going to have a big imprint on his physical? I like his physical. I've I've been, I've heard over and over again, lots of cover three this year. (sighs) That means that things are really going to be simplified for Landon Collins. Um, and if you're playing three, you need a guy in the middle of the field who's one disciplined and has the range to help out on the boundaries uh, if he's going to play uh, safety. So I like Epke's physicals. I, well, let me put it that way. I like his abilities. Um, I like his his uh, aggra- I like his aggression as far as like going for the ball. He's definitely he always tries to go for the ball. I just don't have the faith that he's going to be in the right place, uh, you know, right. when he's needed to be. So 
that'll be interesting to see. To me, I think that's the only question mark in this defense is we kind of – we exactly. We can kind of see where every you know, maybe one or switch, maybe one or two guys in and out and disagree on one or two guys where they fit up front, maybe in a linebacker uh, position, maybe, you know, corner. But safety? Safety is just like – Free safety is just a just a huge question mark for me, and I they really high on Sean. Understand why, but I'm really thinking it's his job to lose. Yep, no, they 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 are high on him, and I'm I'm with you. I haven't seen a whole bunch. I had to go scour around, and I, and I think that's because he's another one of these guys that took mm-hmm. a one year flyer on, and they like the upside if they can keep exactly. going on the field, right? Does does one last thing on Apke? Does does his speed translate? Can you see I it can, on the field? But it don't. Here's so for me. To me, Apke isn't. It isn't his physical abilities that that hinder Apke. It's the position to make plays. Now we have seen him make plays. I don't want to, you know, dog him or anything like that. Um, he yeah, had a couple flashes yeah, he last had a couple, year. And, and I like his prowess for the ball. Like, he does have a nose for the ball. But I just don't trust him. That's just, I hadn't seen enough of him to trust him. But he does have the physical ability to play that free safety position. And, and he has the speed to get to both boundaries if need be, if he needs to help or be. Um, he can match up one-on-one with most guys. Um but that just comes from experience. Playing man coverage is all about experience. That's all. That's all it come down to. It's not really too much about speed or, you know, instinct. It's it's just experience to know what you're going to get out of certain situations and certain splits, certain sets. If a guy has his his left foot on the line of scrimmage as opposed to his right foot on the line of scrimmage, it's like a, it's a whole bunch of stuff you can get depending on, you know, where he. Is. How he's lined up, how he's standing. So that's why I said man coverage is about experience. So uh, he has the speed to run with most guys. So that's, that I'm not worried about. So for him, it's, it's getting, getting in the playbook, playbook and knowing where, 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 where to be at. Because I think he has, I think he has good upside. Um, I would take care. I would start him on Sean Davis because I just don't know what I'm going to get from Sean. I hadn't seen enough of him. <laughs> Well, and that's the that's why I was glad to get on and do some of these before camp got ramped up, so we can get back to actually remembering what who the players are. Because you know, usually we'd have had some spring mm-hmm. ball in by now, and there'd been some names popped up, you know, that we'd be looking at. Last year it was Jimmy Moreland mm-hmm. around this time, right? Um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be nice just to get them back on the field for sure. Hey, while I got you, let's let's run down and and tell us who you think ends up starting by the time camp's over. Position. So you 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 told us earlier you think it'll be uh, on the outside. We're looking at uh, at Kerrigan yep. and Young I think to Kerrigan, start. Kerrigan will uh, will start uh, left in. I think Young will start right in. I think Deron Payne will be the one technique. I think Jonathan Allen will be the three technique. Um, I could I could see Thomas Davis uh, playing that Sam position at the mic, which is just strong sideline. See um, uh, Ruben Foster in the middle, um, if healthy. If not, Bostic is definitely a middle, starting middle linebacker, and Cole Holcomb as your right outside linebacker or your weak weak side linebacker. And then you got Darby and Fuller because of money. Um, 
Um, you got those two guys on the outside. Obviously, you got Landon. And then the coaching staff is high on Sean Davis. I hadn't seen it, so I would I would put Apke. And one more for two more forward lets you run. In three year two years, they're gonna have to decide on D tackles. Yeah. Who's the odd man out there? John Allen. We got four of them right now. John because by the way, Tim Settle's down twenty. I saw that. I saw that. I saw that. Um, <laughs> he dropped the I mean, baby I'm excited that for him, man. He's a good. He's a good rotational player. Right, so, you know that helps you out if anybody gets injured. You know, you liable to go to as a backup. So I guess the question is, when when the contracts start coming due, you'll have Allen, Payne, Ioannidis, Settle. I guess we, you keep two. Can you keep three of them? You can't keep you all can four. You can keep three obviously. because one is a rotational piece. Um, so his contract shouldn't be nothing crazy. If it's settled, that's studied steadily in the rotational as a rotational piece. His contract shouldn't be. He shouldn't command big money. AI is gonna be the odd man out. I hate to see it because yeah. I like his game, but I think he's gonna be the odd man out. He may be the odd man out because he's the best chance that guy to get in a comp and yeah. return to. Uh, give us a name we're not thinking Kalee about Hutchins. this year. I like Fast, him. instinctive. I like him. Really flew under the radar because of you know the inconsistency and and stuff. That's he. That's the uh, that's the yes, swinger from Michigan. I like right? his speed. He can run yeah. with with almost any running back in in tight end. I think he lacks the size just right now. He'll get there. Um, but I think he can be a special teams demon right now, and then he'll make his way onto the field. He's definitely a sub-linebacker type. You see the NFL going to these smaller you know, linebackers at 220 who can run and cover blitz and hit, just do a little bit of game. Watch out for him. I love it. Robert, thank you so much for this. This has been a blast. I hope you had as yes, much sir. fun I as did. I did. I appreciate you having me on. Oh, man, I'd love Let's to do, do it again sometime. Yep. All right, thank you.